welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by the Breastfeeding Shop. The Breastfeeding Shop helps new and expecting parents around the world with their breastfeeding journey by supplying breast pumps, breast pump accessories, and more through insurance. And today's episode is also brought to you by an update from Docatot. Um, if you did not hear last week's episode, we are going to say it again. Um, Docatot makes the uh, dock, which is the padded lined sleep thing for um, babies. Um, and we advertise that as a sleep situation. And it is not for sleep. So we were gonna we'll talk more about that later. Um but you will, you know, we'll hear more from our sponsors later, but you can head to Badass Breastfeeding Podcast and check out our sponsor page. And if you need anything, see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address, and we will send you episodes straight to your inbox every week. And don't leave without checking out our shop page and all of our cool merch. And um, yes, our ongoing giveaway. We still have our ongoing giveaway of reviews. So take a screenshot of your review wherever you left it. Send it to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com and you will get stickers. And thank you for nursing in public cards. And yes, as a thank you for leaving a review, wherever you can leave a review. And uh, now Diane has our review of the week. And it's says, I found this podcast shortly after I'd given birth in August 2021. And of course, wish that I found it way sooner. I was determined to breastfeed and like many others found it difficult and had a very limited support system. My daughter and I are now 16 months into our journey and going strong thanks to everything I've been able to learn from Abby and Diane. Their presentation of facts combined with their personal experiences and listener submitted stories makes the podcast feel like you're sitting down to chat with friends and how I found it so comforting and easy to listen to during my extended and often lonely maternity leave. I've recommended this podcast to every nursing mother I know, as well as every friend that has become pregnant and will continue to do so. I 100% credit these ladies as part of my support system because without this podcast, there's no way we would have made it this far. And I will be forever thankful for the time I've been given with the help I found through them. Thank you so much. This like makes me want to cry. But I found this to be perfect for today. Because we are talking about extended breastfeeding and we are talking about logistics of it. And we do have listener stories, you know, like it really does, um, it really does help to hear what other people are going through and to, you know, kind of hear what else is going on, especially if you feel kind of alone in your own, where you are in your own life. And she mentioned here extended family, extended maternity leave, which makes me wonder where she is. But I never really thought about how if you are lucky enough to have an extended maternity leave and your workplace is also kind of like where you get your social interaction or where you talk to other adults, you know, that that really could make you feel very lonely. You know, we sit here and we advocate for a longer maternity leave because that's super important for parents, which it's, it is. I will go down fighting about that. I will die on that hill for sure. But we don't really think about like, how it can feel really lonely when you're isolated. So um, I'm glad you yeah. found a little comfort here too. So I never really thought about that. Yeah. Like yeah, wanting either. longer maternity leave, but then you're just at home by yourself. 
Yeah. It is so isolating because like, again, work is so much of our lives. It takes up most of our hours of our day. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we don't really have much of a connection with extended family or any community anymore. Really, it's just work focused. Yeah. You're just by yourself. Especially if you're like, maybe you're the first of your friends to have a baby and they're all at work, you know, like that can be really hard. I love it when I meet somebody who's like, oh yeah, I have a whole group of friends. We all had kids at the same time. And it's like, oh my God, that's That's so fantastic. It is so amazing. But if you're, if you're not, you know, if you don't, and that's kind of how I was, I didn't have that. Um, And it, it was very isolating and very lonely. And I just thought it would be just better to have more children because, you know, that filled up the gap. So I was like, I'll have another. And that was two. Yeah, we're just so going to create like, our own little village here in our in this yeah, house. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just created my own village. Um, but we are going to talk today about, obviously about, you know, extended, the logistics of extended breastfeeding and how lonely that can feel, right? Because that probably feels pretty lonely sometimes too, I think. Um, some people really even just feel like they need to hide that and not talk about it and not ask questions. You know, um, I know we've talked about extended breastfeeding. Like we did one not too long ago on extended breastfeeding and we got so many like follow-up. That's yeah. Which is the main reason for, I think this episode is because we started to really get into, or, you know, we were talking generally about it, I think. And then maybe more specifically at the end and people were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to hear more about, the specific stuff that you were getting into at the end. Um, yeah. So that's what we're doing. And I, and I, somebody sent an email, which um, I think is a good way to kick it off. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so she says, I'd love to hear a deeper dive on the topic, especially more on logistics that worked for other people and Abby for nursing while pregnant, tandem nursing and bed sharing with a newborn and a toddler. Uh, things that specifically have me worried are number one, my toddler sleeps half of the night on top of me. Um, how the heck is that going to work with my big belly? And number two, the newborn days are a blur, but I'm pretty sure he cried a lot throughout the night. If bed sharing wo- with both kids, won't the newborn be constantly waking up the toddler? Um, so this is a person who does not yet have a newborn and has a toddler and is, you know, worried about the transition. Um, and so there's many people with extended breastfeeding and, and, you know, or, or who are bed sharing with their toddlers aren't, don't have a newborn or aren't planning on a newborn, you know, so there's different, it's just so different. (laughs) There's so much to talk about because, um, I just want to start out by saying when you, first of all, when you are having a child, um, and you already have a toddler, you're, you know, you're like, how is this going to work? Where's everybody going to sleep? I still have this baby in the bed, this toddler in the bed. Where's the baby going to sleep? Um, and I want to have it all figured out. I'm here to tell you, you will not have it figured out that this baby's going to come into your life like a hand grenade and it's going <laughs> to blow everything up. Everything where it lays now will be thrown up into the air. It will all land in completely different places, you know emotionally, physically, and all of that. Um, But there really is no way to prepare for this. I mean, it's great to ask questions. It's great to listen to things like this. Um, But you have to be prepared for absolute chaos. Just be prepared. It's not when that happens, when everything that you thought, the plans that you had in place, when all of that gets like thrown around, you know, try not to panic. 
It is part of the transition. It will not always be like this. Um, you will have to figure it out because you'll say, okay, well, I'll just have the baby sleep here. So this is what I can just tell you what we went through. Um, we have this baby here, you know, we have a toddler in the bed. And so, okay, well, I always slept with a little bassinet by the bed. So I'm going to have the baby in the bassinet. And then the baby got a little bit older and then the baby was in the bed. And so the toddler and the baby are in the bed. So, but you can't have a toddler and a baby in the bed safely next to each other. So then I was in between them. And then I was also nursing both of them. So then I'm during the night, I'm sitting up and tandem nursing. And then that's not working because that's uncomfortable. And I don't feel like moving around that much. And then I'm kind of like back and forth, back and forth, rolling back and forth um, with my boobs to each child. Which also didn't work because my toddler would get so upset when I was facing the baby that he would like hit me. He was so upset, which again, you have to understand that the toddler's going through all of these changes as well. Um, so then we, um, you know, kind of worked through that and then they got older and then they were both, they were both in the bed, but then I got like a, a like a crib mattress so that like, you know, the the baby could sleep on there and then we'd have more room. And then, you know, that was weird. So then we just got another like twin mattress and put it next to a queen mattress. And um, um Exley's eight and he's still he's in that crack between the queen and the twin is <laughs> where he lays <laughs> to this day. <laughs> um Jackson is on bed. But um so I think that uh, yeah, like I said, no matter what happens, you're it's going to be chaos, and you're going to have a lot of things to figure out. Um, but uh, you will figure it out, and um, so safety. People are often worried about safety, so we have a whole episode on that too, and we have this a link to James McKenna's like safe co sleeping. Um, Thing. So I don't think we need to really get into that piece of it. Um, but extended yeah, breastfeeding yeah. for like sleep, like breastfeeding through the night, a lot of people don't realize that sleeping, that breastfeeding through the night is completely normal. And your toddler is not like just like addicted or like, you know, like <laughs> weird and something like you don't have enough milk so they can't make it through the night or I don't know all these things. Um, breastfeeding through the night is totally normal and that's going to happen for years. If you go on breastfeeding for that long, if you just kind of let them let them go on their own, they will be doing that for a long time. I mean, my kids were waking up to nurse. You know, it, it got lower. It got it decreased the amount of times decreased as they got older, but um it was, you know, a good 4 years or so before they actually like didn't wake up for an extended period through the night. It's just it, normal. I mean, kids totally just normal. don't sleep and we just expect them to. And I know we, we've talked about sleep to death, but they, we really just kind of like expect that they're going to be able to settle themselves and to be. But I, like we don't. We don't. We wake up in the middle of the night. And I, we do, I was up constantly. in the middle of the night last night and I was like looking at my phone and had to go to the bathroom. And, you know, like it just yep. it happens and we just don't. And I mean, I will say in, in my family or in my in my house, like my twins slept in the same bed. They're boy girl twins. My twins slept in the same bed until they were probably 12 or 13. Aww. So it like does not, which really freaked my husband out at first. But um, <laughs> like when we because when we got together, when, when Tom and I got together, 
they were five and sleep, obviously sleeping together. And he was just like, what? They're boy girl. And I'm like, they're freaking twins. They just, this is how they are. Yeah. Um, and they, they did, they slept and I never, nobody, we never questioned it. We never questioned it. Well, he did, but then he got used <laughs> to it and then, yeah. you know, and it was what it was. And, um, but none of us did because it was like, okay, they, that's their comfort. Yeah. That, They're twins. That was I mean, normal. they were in the womb together. Like, right. Leave, leave so we're not separating them. But it just, overall, human beings want to be, we're pack animals, right? Like, yeah. we want to be connected to each other. And your baby is no different. Yeah. So I, I did ask that. the internet, too. I asked the internet for some feedback because... um you know, a lot of people have, you know, said that they wanted to hear from other people's experiences and that's very helpful. So, and we do have a very active community. So I asked. So this first comment is, um, this is my third baby, but first time making it to nursing a toddler. My daughter is 13 months and quite the spirited child. I honestly feel like I'm in uncharted territory here and I'm just following her lead. She's able to sign milk and I still nurse on demand for the most part. She hadn't gained much weight from nine to 12 months, but she also started crawling and walking during that time, which can have that effect. Yep, so absolutely. the past month, I've tried to push solids a bit more, especially in the middle of the day. And when she's asking for milkies over and over, we co-sleep and she's never been a great sleeper. I haven't slept more than three hours straight since she was born, but I still nurse her every time she fusses in the night and she goes right back to sleep. I might be able to put a little work in there because I think we could both do with a little more restful sleep. Also, she has a milk protein allergy, so there's no dairy in the picture, nor am I giving cups of milk alternative. All I know is neither of us are showing signs of being done or even cutting back anytime soon, and I'm happy about it. So a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things here. Um, Never been a great sleeper. Let's reframe that. She's a normal sleeper. She (laughs) wakes up through the night. That's a very normal behavior. Um, and you said that there might be a little bit of work to put in there. So as toddlers, we start talking about these thing called boundaries, which we talk about a lot. Um, and that is something that, you know, you can work on eventually with your child. I will say at least I did with my toddler in the night, um, after they got, um, to a certain age, I would say a certain age being like pretty old, like three you know, where they could really kind of understand. Um, and actually working with Rebecca Miki, we, um, she was saying like, you know, when he, when he's stirring in the night, um, because first of all, I would say, I would say like, okay, I'm going to nurse you now for one minute and then I'm going to put my arm around you. And he would nurse and I'd say for a little while and I'd say, okay, now I'm going to put my arm around you. And he would unlatch, you know, sometimes he would fuss, but he got pretty good at it. You got to work at it though. And I put my arm around him and, and, um, Rebecca Miki said like, instead of, as soon as he starts fussing, instead of just like scooping him up and like bringing him to you to nurse, just kind of like pat him on the back or like, you know, kind of try to rock him with your hand a little bit and see if he'll fall back asleep. Cause, because then when I was pulling him towards me to nurse him, I was waking him all the way up when he could Mm. possibly have just gone back to sleep. Uh, So that's just something to think about. Um, And there was something else that she was talking about that I was going to say something about, but I'm sure it will come up again. Do you have any? I I had something too, and now I can't remember what it was. Um, 
Yeah, go ahead with another one. Okay, almost two years strong here. We have loved this journey. Truly a dream come true to be able to go this long. It's also really hard. My husband is at the I want our bed back space um, Mm. time. Toddler is a fantastic eater, drinks whole milk when I'm at work. So very active. Loves his mama milk. Will also ask for... Oh, loves his mama milk. Will ask for more mama milk. Um, setting some boundaries. We bed share, but we just started to put him down in his big boy bed in his room. 8 p.m. bedtime is his bed. I'll nurse him to bed in there in his bed. Um, he usually wakes up about 11 or 12 and comes into our bed. Now that's very common. Um, mm-hmm. We are working mm-hmm. on it. I'm, I'm tired, but also we're not completely ready for it to be over. Um, it's coming, but not yet. Um, so yeah, that's something you can do too, as they're like transitioning to a bigger, you know, kind of their own bed It's a lot of times, even like, I hear this with like older kids, like older, like eight, like, oh, yeah. you know, like Exley's age where their kids will fall asleep in like their own bed and then come in at some point in the night, come into, to the family bed, as we say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which um, is great. This, if there's, oh, go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, before we're before we take our break, I do want to say that like from the first one, because I remembered what I wanted to say from the first one you were talking about and this one too, like if you actually say to your doctor, whether it be a pediatrician, a family practitioner, whatever, my 16 month old is up every three hours eating during the night, like you will get huge pushback. Um, which yeah. is one of the reasons why this feels so isolating because you feel like you're doing the wrong thing all the time. And you feel like you can't tell people what is going on in your house. Um, and she, like the first one, she even said like, I'm fine with it. I'm good with this. You know, I've, there's some things that we could probably tweak that I could work on, but I'm good with it and I'm happy. I mean, it just, it, it is automatic for, for pediatricians and doctors to say, how's, you know, how's the baby sleeping? If you say, oh, they're up every three hours eating and your baby is 16 months old or 18 months old or 20 months old, you will definitely get pushed back on that. You will. And so it's insane because that's mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. That is like what to expect. Like right. if your baby is doing something else other than that, then they are an outlier. Yeah, that's that not, not as common. That is, it's that's not. not. And it's very common and very normal and very like, <coughs> excuse me. Um. Your baby's designed that way to wake up frequently through the night. And they, and your toddler too. Like they're just supposed to wake up frequently. Yeah. There's sleep cycles. We have adults have sleep cycles too. You're not in like a deep sleep for 10 hours straight. No. Anyway. No, you're not. Okay. So we'll yeah, be right so back. Let's do- we'll be right back. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by The Breastfeeding Shop. The Breastfeeding Shop helps new and expecting parents around the world with their breastfeeding journey by supplying breast pumps, breast pump accessories, and more through insurance. The Breastfeeding Shop works with most health insurances like TRICARE, Aetna, Cigna, United, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and more. As a female-owned company, The Breastfeeding Shop helps provide resources to moms so that they have a successful outcome. Whether it be for a mom who chooses to exclusively breast pump breastfeed, or both. Use a breast pump and breastfeed. It's not just about shipping a pump to the new mom. It's understanding and relating to her needs individually and making her day a little easier. Check out all the breastfeeding 
the Breastfeeding Shop's pumps at thebreastfeedingshop.com and apply through your insurance. And we have an update from Docatot. Um, you heard our, you may have heard our ads last month where we advertised the doc from Docatot, which is that uh, foam lined uh, little dock where you put your baby to hang out. Um, and we advertised that mistakenly and unknowingly as a sleep nap space. And this is absolutely incorrect. They are not to be used for sleep. You may have seen in uh, the news that it has been deemed unsafe for sleep. Uh, so if you have one, do not let your baby sleep in there. That is just for awake time. Do not use that for sleep. Um, we advertise the Lamont nursing pillow, Lamamin nursing pillow. And uh, that is safe. There is no safety issues with that. If you bought one of those from our ads, um, don't worry about that. And they are, you know, they're shaped like a wedge and they're um, very pretty and you can, you know, use it for nursing and also for decor in your house. Um, so you can check that out at docatot.com. But when you see those docs, if you go to the website, um, just know that those are not for sleep. And we apologize for advertising them that way. And all of our sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode, wherever you are listening to podcasts, but also at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And when you are there at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find all of our other episodes, which there's a million. And you will also find information about scheduling your very own one-on-one -on -one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um, and I feel like we are trying to jam like a watermelon through a straw with all of the information <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to keep reading and hopefully things will come up that you guys are relating to. Um, I love breastfeeding my toddler because I'm a working mom. Even though I wasn't with her all day, I would get to bond with her in our special way at night in the morning before I drop her off at daycare. Near the end, 15 months, I struggled with how distracted and uninterested she seemed. The biting was also so painful and frustrating. I would usually scream or yelp out in pain because I thought that was a natural reaction that my toddler would understand, but it never seemed to work. My toddler didn't seem to empathize with me. Uh, <laughs> do you have any advice for biting? I'm breastfeeding baby number two right now. He's only three months old. Um, okay, she asked some questions about her baby, um, which I can get to later. but. Um, Later, meaning I'll speak to her separately because that's not what this episode is about. But I love the way that this mom talks about how, as a working parent, the breastfeeding was like her special way of bonding, like when they were back together again, and mm -hmm. how, like, nursing through the night, you know, they were able to have that time together. And yeah. I, I know, I just really like that. I've heard that too before. We did an episode, um, it was episode 95 because the person that, <laughs> did it. She knows it. I saw her recently. Um, it was an episode with Courtney. She's a first responder. And um, I saw her not too long ago. And she was like, I did the interview with her. And she was like, my my episode is episode 95. She was very proud of that. But in that episode, she also said that she works a lot. And it was her connection to her kids. 
Um, and that was why, and she did, I think she's still breastfeeding her five-year-old actually. Um, and she, it is her connection because she does work a lot. Yeah. And that was like, this is how I, this is how I, I can feel like I'm doing something and giving something to them and, and, you know, being there for them when you can't be. Um, and it really, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if, there's not. And, because, and, you know, if you because because we're made to feel like there's something wrong with that and breastfeeding a toddler is like weird. Um, but that's bullshit. Just ignore all of that. That's nonsense. You can hear right here. There's a whole bunch of people who are nursing toddlers. And that's another thing that ha- happens is that people t- people start to lie. People start to hide it, only do it at home, mm-hmm. you know, because because they feel like, you know, they might be harassed or you know, people think it's weird and it's not something you see in our society. So people tend to just start to hide and it's very sad, but also, um, yeah, there's just so many people out there who are nursing toddlers. Yeah. And like, you definitely don't hear it as much and you don't hear about it. We hear about it because I think people know, well, obviously people know that this is a safe space and they can be like, Hey, I have a question about this, but to other people, they don't know. Right. You don't tell you right. don't tell the average person I'm still breastfeeding my five year old because they will think that you're insane, yeah. especially if they're somebody who doesn't have a child or they're from an older generation. Yeah. So where do you go when you have questions? Right. Where do you right. go when your two year old is biting you? Because you know yeah. what they're going to tell you? Stop breastfeeding. Just stop. Them. Just stop. Yeah. Why are you why are you still dealing with this? They're two. They don't need that. Yeah. They're Ugh, not getting anything but so water. Frustrating. Right. Um, here's a, a good one, a good question. When do I stop pumping? We're we are 18 months in. She only breastfeeds during the week. Um, at night on the weekends, it's like three times a day. During the week, I pump five times a day. On the weekends, two to three. I don't oh want to lose stop. my I know. I don't want to lose my supply um to be able to breastfeed. Um yeah. I got a comment. A couple of people said stop. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to reply individually and be like, stop pumping. Stop because pumping. this is the beauty of this breastfeeding beyond infancy. And I know people don't like to call it extended breastfeeding because it's technically not extended. It's perfectly normal part of yeah. the breastfeeding journey. But we say it because this is a lot of times what people are Googling and stuff like that. Um, but the beauty of breastfeeding a toddler is, is that a lot of those needs, those newborn needs go away. You know, your milk is, is regulated. You don't, you do not need to pump. Girl, stop pumping. Stop, stop pumping. Just mm-hmm. stop. Your baby, you know, if you are nursing through the night or, you know, before you go to work or when you get home, your body at this point just knows that and you will still be able to nurse um, your toddler. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about all those things that you did before. It's so, there's so much more independent. Yeah. It's Your just, supply it's, is very well established at this point. Um, we're not, you know, we're not concerned. If you're somebody who, and I've had this come up with, um, with families who are like, you know, my, you know, toddler or whatever, won't drink anything else while they're at the babysitter. Yeah. Um, so I need to keep pumping to be able to send that with, with them in a cup. And that's okay. That's legit for sure. But if you are, you know, if you're worried about your supply, I mean, we're so ingrained to worry about our supply, yeah. right? Like, because everybody, oh my God, your supply is going to go away. Um, your supply is very well established at this point. So it's okay. You can stop that pumping, uh, especially five times it. a day. Oh my no, God, yeah. you deserve some kind of an award. 
It's crazy. <laughs> your award is stop. You don't have to do that yeah. anymore. So <laughs> exactly. That, that is your award. To um, give you permission to stop doing that. Yeah. So this is another one that I like. My 14-month-old is going through a phase where he's nursing more than when he was as a newborn, day and night. He's mm. never been very interested in solid food and just prefers to nurse. I'm following his lead, but still offering him meals, snacks, and water consistently. We had to get a new pediatrician because our last one said we have to stop breastfeeding so he'll eat solid food, but he's happy and healthy. So I know we're doing the right thing. Now, I love the fact that she knew that she didn't have to continue to push solids. First of all, what does that mean? Push solids? <laughs> Just because you push it towards them doesn't mean they're actually going to eat it. Right. You can't I mean, force them to eat. You cannot force them to eat. And breastfeeding more than having solid foods is fine. This is very normal as well. Some kids really take to solid foods really early and some take a long time. I mean, Jack was close to two years old before he was really swallowing any solid foods. You know, we were exploring them. He was tasting them. You know, he would go through phases, you know, where he would maybe eat a little bit of that and then he was not into that anymore. Um, but it's really, really normal, especially for a 14 month old. I mean, that's a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I, they do? If you're if you're a parent that is a formula feeding parent and your child doesn't do well with solids, they just have you put them on a, a higher calorie formula. <laughs> this is because they don't know what's going on with breast milk. Yeah. They have zero idea what's going on with breast milk. So they tell you just give more solids because they don't trust that breastfeeding is going to actually give your child enough nourishment, which it does. It does. It does. So your breast milk will change to accommodate what your child needs. If you're having a hard time with for, with solids and they're not eating too much of solids, then it's okay to continue to breastfeed. They're still getting like, be, I'd be like, oh my God, thank God I'm still breastfeeding. They're getting some nourishment, you know, like that's yeah. kind of how I feel about it. But, and the other thing with solids too, is you might not realize if your baby is taking, if your baby is a month or a month old, 12 months old, 13 months old, something like that. And they're taking a few bites that very well might be enough for them. Like we think of it as like what our portion is. A portion for a baby is not what, it's way less than what you think. Way less than what you think it is. And if you are, I'm thinking of this right now, go to Instagram and follow the account Kids Eat in Color. I think that's what it's called. Kids Eat in Color. And she does an awesome job of being like, She'll put these pictures next to each other, like what your to- what you think your toddler needs to eat, and then what your toddler actually will eat. And it's like two slices of strawberry, one <sighs> tiny little thing of you know, like one two things of like penne pasta. Like it, it's it's mind blowing. It's true. Like we are so freaking mountainous food plate filled (laughs) like just because you go to your italian restaurant and they give you eight portions of spaghetti on your plate like that is not normal that's not what your body needs and that is not and toddlers are not they're not like us they're not just gonna overeat they haven't gotten there yet they haven't like learned to ignore that i'm full feeling Mm -hmm. um so they're just gonna eat we're gonna eat but what i want to say too because we're gonna run out of time and i have a lot of comments that i need to read and I really want to read them all because I want people to be able to share in the experiences of each other, not just me (laughs) continuing to talk. Um, (laughs) One thing I do want to say is that your toddler regressing. Oh, I don't like that word. No, no, no. Your toddler going through a phase where they're nursing like a newborn. Totally normal. 
That is totally normal. You have a three-year-old who suddenly wants to nurse all the time. You're like, oh my God, what's going on? It's okay. It's part of, this is part of their development. This is just part of, you know, they're growing. They're, they're, they, breastfeeding is their main source of everything. Comfort, safety, security, you know, it's very normal for them to go through phases. And then they'll go through a phase where they're not nursing much. And then you'll be like, oh my God, they're, they're weaning. Ah. And, and then they won't, you know. Um, but I'm just going to read these. Diane, take some notes as okay. I'm reading of things that maybe you want to like touch on when I'm done. Okay. Um, so this mom says toddlers are fun. It comes with its ups and downs like newborns. Just in my experience, I was pregnant and having a nightmare of a time, pain spasms and trying to set boundaries way too late in the game, but we kept it up through all of it. He was able to keep my supply up till I had his brother and really helped me have more than enough milk for the boys. We have also always co-slept now that it's just a little bit harder. Now it's just a little bit harder. LOL. LOL. <laughs> Toddler and three-month-old. Uh, but we make it work. Having both nurse having both nurses together has its challenges with one being so small and the other a three-foot giant. But I enforce that brother nurse first, and he is on uh mastitis watch. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Solid food. He survives on um oxygen and chicken nuggets. Oh no, oh two. That's water, right? No, that's oxygen, isn't that's it? That's oxygen. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that's really funny. He survives on O2 and chicken nuggets. Yeah, that sounds about right. Normal yeah. toddler diet. So when he does nurse, I at least know he's getting what he needs. Um, I'm sorry, I wrote that I was reading that. It was kind of broken. Um, my 16-month-old loves to nurse. I nurse her to sleep. She sleeps in between my partner and I. If she wakes up in the night, she cries until she finds the boob. Once she finds it, right back to sleep. This arrangement works for us, but I go back to work in two months, which includes night shifts. I think her and my partner are in for some rough nights as they get used to me not being there. So uh, she doesn't eat a lot of food, nurses at night during the day, and won't really take milk from a cup or bottle. So I worry that she isn't getting her nutrition if I'm not around. Uh, I just try and trust that everything will work out itself itself out eventually, but I definitely have some anxieties about her nutrition and sleep since breastfeeding is so intertwined on both. I know you have stuff to say. My three-year-old <laughs> loves her milk. Um, we nurse at nap or bedtime. And when we wake up in the morning, I usually boob her to sleep. <laughs> oh, boob her to cute. sleep. Yeah, I like that. In her own room. And during the night, she comes into the big family bed like we were talking about. Um, for some more milk and cuddles. I do find it hard now that I'm pregnant and in my third trimester and the aversion is real. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Breastfeeding aversion. Um, she can't stop talking about how she's going to teach the baby how to drink milkies. Oh, okay. So we cute. bed share. Yeah. We bed share with an almost three year old and an 11 month old. I need to keep on my meditation, nutrition and hydration or the aversion sets in, uh, boundaries. I have put on the oldest is sometimes mom needs a break and I offer food, water, and a hug. When it's too much, we also count down from five to stop as well. During the day, we tell baby's sister to fill her belly first as having all my shit out <laughs> overwhelms me. <laughs> but, at, but at night, I nurse them at the same time and just unlatch when they fall asleep. My baby is turning two next week. Uh, this is the next one. He's a wild one, but he will always... Uh, sent her down and nurse before bed. He's starting his acrobatics, but never detaches. That's a true skill. 
I used to nurse before food so he could fill up um, that way and not refuse milk if food came first. Uh, bath, book, pajamas, and boob and bed is our nightly routine. That's great. Routines are really important. So take a note from her. Um, mm-hmm. This one is mine is coming up on three now and having a newborn as well as I have to have boundaries. She doesn't really nurse throughout the day. We do bedtime feed if I'm putting her to bed and then I feed her to sleep just as it is the quickest way with no crying, et cetera, for everyone in the house. Yep. Um, and the last one, I bed share with my 15 month old and I love the cuddles. He nurses to fall asleep and several times through the night as he wakes up and needs comfort. Go right, goes right back to sleep with nursing. He has eaten solids well since seven months old, but still asks for milk several times throughout the day for both nourishment and comfort. He has started, started very adamantly pulling down my shirt and pulling out the boob when he wants to nurse. I'm starting some boundaries. I'll pull my shirt back up and ask him to ask for milk with his milk sign language before nursing instead. Um, I stopped pumping at work when he was 13 months after listening to one of your podcasts that said I could stop, which was just awesome. He gets cow's milk now with solids when I'm at work three days a week. Okay. Hopefully some of you have related to some of those comments. Yeah, I know you have awesome. because we have. I know, and I feel like these are like what people are saying is so so common. Everything mm-hmm. is just really mm-hmm. common. If you heard anything in there and you thought you were alone on it, you are just not. Especially those anxieties, like that person who was feeling anxiety about her baby getting enough, and mm-hmm. that is really yeah. really normal. I I love the one um, who said that she was going back to work and she's not sure like how things are going to happen. And she got overnight shifts and all that stuff. And she's like, well, I'm just hoping that things will work out. And I love that because they will, they will, things will work out the way they're going to work out. It's another, you know, you're just going to have to adapt in other ways. Now Um, it's another transition, which we, you know, we run into these transitions all the time and this is just going to be another transition. And it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. Like It's just going to, it's going to be okay. Um, and I love the mom that said, it's, I nurse, I nurse her to bed because it's the quickest way. Like, yes. Why, why do we, yeah. why, why are we doing anything other than that? Right. Honestly. Because, because people say like, oh my God, if you nurse them to sleep, that's going to be a bad habit. They're never going to be able to fall asleep on their own. No. Why do you think it's the quickest way? Right. Because that's the way they're supposed to fall asleep. They are like wired I- to fall asleep on the boob. I mean, I remember when my, and I, I can't remember if it came, I know it came up in this episode, but I can't remember where, um, you know, my kids used to wander into my bed when they were like, you know, older, yeah. older kid, like not toddler, but not, you know, whatever. So five, six, whatever, five, six, seven, and would, you know, wander into my bed and my mom would be like, take him back to bed. And I'd be like, that is too much work to what? do No, at two o'clock in the morning. I'm not doing that. And I mean, I would say that to her because it would be conversational. It wasn't like, I want your advice on what to do about it. Yeah. I wanted to complain because I wanted to complain. Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, not because I want her to fix it, but honestly, like it's the fastest way. And when people say, Oh no, don't just go in there and, you know, just go in and just, you know, rock them or just hold them for a while or just, you know, whatever. What, why? Then you're up three times as long as you need to be. Uh, It's the middle of the night. Just nurse that kid and go to to sleep. Yeah, I know. Who wants to stay up longer than they need to? No. And the reason why this works so well is because this is how they're supposed to be doing it. 
It takes right. so long to do all those other things because that's not what they want. It's not what they are wired to be doing. And they won't do it forever. That's the other thing. People are no. going to do it for until the rest of their life. I, I mean, beg to differ. That's just it's not going to be. No, it, that's a stupid thing for somebody to say to you yeah. as a scare tactic for you to not be responding to your child's needs the way you want to. If you don't want to, you know, if you feel like it's not working for you, then fine. But all these people that have written in, this is what works for them. And they have great boundaries put into place and they're doing amazing things with their kids. And it's just, there's nothing wrong with that. This is all very normal. Very normal. And like you said, it's not, it really should not be called extended breastfeeding. I know we call it that. The entire world calls it that. But it is the biological norm. It is. It's the biological norm to continue to nurse your your children well into toddlerhood. Um, but we just like, oh my gosh, you're doing something out of the ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because nobody wants to talk about it. That's why. Yeah, it's not out of the ordinary. It's not actually not to other people. Yeah, no. Uh, so so we yeah. uh, really jammed a lot of information in this episode, and um, but it's obviously a topic that just goes on and on and on and on and on. And so, if you have more questions please send them in and we can just keep reformulating these episodes with more information. Yeah. I love some and of more, the things that were said here. Fantastic. Yeah, and the comments from you guys, I figure it like, just really helps like other people, I think feel like they're just not alone and that, and that what they're going through is really pr- actually normal. Yeah. Love it. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.